0: Welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen.
1: I'm Jared. This is Ian.
0: On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can go to our Patreon page and sign up there, which will allow you to chat with us directly while we record... Tuesday nights around 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, if you can't do that, you can post to our Facebook page or tweet at Profane Arg. Uh, this week, well, again, it, it, there's so much crazy in the world. We've got Q crazies mm. and uh, some religious euphemisms that Karen had questions about. Mm? Okay, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, but first, uh I wanted to start with a couple follow ups. Sentner, the school down in uh, Miami, Florida, that we talked about that was going to require kids who got the vaccine, they were going to require them to quarantine for thirty days. <laughs> uh, they have since backed down and said that yeah, we, we're we're not going to require that to be the case. So so mm-hmm. they said,
1: we, we thought about it for one minute. They're like, this makes no sense.
2: <laughs>
0: so the religious
2: convictions were not so strong, I suppose, because that's what it was about.
3: Huh. Oh, I thought it was forcing people who got the – core. I thought it was trying to overall deter people from getting the vaccine by making it inconvenient. If you get the vaccine and you're going to shed all those dangerous uh, spike proteins and ruin everybody – all the unvaccinated people's DNA, then they need you to quarantine.
2: Right. Got to keep the blood pure.
3: Right. I didn't think it was a, a wacky religious thing, was it?
2: Well, it's a wacky religious school, so I just kind of lumped it all together. Oh. All right. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they
0: were definitely using their religious nonsense in order to fuel the the idea that they could get away with it. But I I think there was a backlash from the parents and, well, the community in general. As there should be. I mean, they made national news of how stupid they were. So <laughs> Another follow-up real quick. I, I wanted to mention again uh Rachel Ham we mentioned her last week she was the uh crazy woman on the street who had the story of praying the murderers away from her house and causing her witch to murder someone else to be oh, killed yes. instead yeah. yeah she's so cool <laughs> so her story i just had to to mention this because her story gets weirder and weirder the further you go back oh. so she she went to Fresno City College And she went to a some sort of like a rally or something that was hosted by Turning Point USA.
1: Yeah, my favorite.
0: (laughs) She claimed at this while she was she spoke there and she claimed that the neighborhood surrounding the college was known for having a lot of satanic activity. Uh, She says that the day she moved into the house there. Someone from the satanic community came in with a black raven in his hand and twisted off the <sighs> neck of the bird and let the blood spill out onto her property, and claimed that the uh, power of Satan uh, was over her home at that point.
2: I mean, is she just borderline paranoid schizophrenic? Can, you know, can ah. function for the most part in society, but has got some you know crazy people uh, whispering
0: in her ear. <laughs> she's wow. definitely got the. She's got the borderline within sight. <laughs> yeah, she might be well over it though. Yeah.
1: Sounds wow. like she's living her own personal scary horror movie. Yeah. You yeah. know, and witches down the street, people breaking raven's necks on her
0: lawn. Yeah. <laughs> and there was another story, something about driving an iron spike into her yard, and that somehow claimed it for Satan. I don't – like, it just goes on and on. She has so many her against the s- satanic people. Um, it, nice. It's an endless list of stories that she has. Hmm. <sighs> So her whole life has been fighting against the Satan. supposed Satanists that are coming to get her.
1: Was she able to deflect all those things onto other people?
0: Not all of them, no. <laughs> oh, really? Well, she's practiced up now. <laughs> right. She's been handling them, and now I think she has the power with her dream foresight to uh, deflect the evil onto... Yeah, whatever. She's <laughs> she's insane.
2: Yeah. Well, either, she's either insane or she's just got a shtick. For um, right. her publicity.
1: Where was this bitch when 9-11 happened? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: apparently she didn't have that dream. Oh.
2: Well, it wasn't uh. involved with satanic neighbors, so, you know, different channel.
0: <laughs> so she is also, uh, of course, spouted QAnon bullshit mixed in with her satanic bullshit. Sure. So, yeah, she she's an interesting individual. I'm sure she'll be, you know, she'll win her seat that she was running for and then, you know, move on to federal here shortly sure
2: supreme court justice in two three years got it
0: <laughs> <sighs> uh like i said just wanted to follow up with her because she's just way nuttier than than even that speech led, led you to believe um a couple other things in the news uh i wanted to mention the huma abedin uh memoir that's coming out it sounds like a kind of an odd book memoir from from her talking about all the different craziness that she's been involved in and I can understand putting out a book because one you want to get your perspective out there and two it's it's she's like tangent in a whole bunch of national news. If you don't know who she is, yeah. she worked for Hillary Clinton and she's married she was married to Anthony Weiner. So the whole laptop email controversy thing around Hillary, she's like right there in the middle of every story. Right. But the big thing that I think the media, some media latched onto that really blew out of proportion was they mentioned her sexual assault that she wrote about in the memoir. So she, she put out some copies to media because that's what you do—you release it early so that they can, you know, get the, the the news out there before it gets on the shelves, build up the hype so you can sell more books. And they really latched onto the story that she tells that she was at some sort of. Uh, Fundraiser-type thing. A senator invited her back to his hotel room, and then he, like, plopped down next to her and started kissing her. She pushed him back, said... He was like, oh, I'm sorry, I misread the situation. She said... Apparently she apologized and then just left. So the media blew this up into... The, she was sexually assaulted by a senator, which... Well, that's not what that sounds like to me.
3: That's the issue. So thanks to, at least this is how I feel, our puritanical upbringings, (laughs) that term is an enormous umbrella, which for some reason covers everything from guy who hosts Prairie Home Companion, put his hand on my bare back, equals sexual assault, and I was violently raped, equals sexual assault. Yeah. And anything in between those two falls under that umbrella, and the media only throws out sexual assault because you don't want to give too many details, and you don't want to be too graphic. You want to be nice and vague because it's already got the word sex in it, and that's – that's ooh, no. So, yeah, unfortunately, the media assessment of it is accurate, but they're – Attempt to sensationalize it is inappropriate.
0: Yeah. I mean, technically accurate, I guess, but to be clear, yeah. she does not refer to it as a sexual assault in the memoirs.
3: Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To
0: me, it was right along the lines of the Aziz Ansari thing. It it was – she didn't think that she was going over there to uh, – you know, because he was interested in her. He clearly thought that that was why she was coming with him. Same kind of thing with the Aziz Ansari. They were, he went on a bad date, and when – when she said no, he was like, all right, I'll call you an Uber. Like, that's just a bad date. That's not sexual. That You're not using your position of power to do anything sexual, you know, make a sexual advance. You're not physically assaulting the person. I mean, some contact that's unwanted, but then immediately stops when you protest. That's, to me, that doesn't qualify as sexual assault. Am I wrong? I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, unwanted touch,
2: but- quickly resolved
0: hmm. okay i didn't know if we were going to get an art into any sort of discussion <laughs> about that either. seems pretty straightforward so other than that i think her book is you know probably puts a different light on a couple of the situations the whole hillary email stuff um i haven't heard much about it except for the sexual assault that's really what yeah. they seem to be focusing on so well that's the interesting juicy part except that it's it's not really right
3: no but you get the term and you know that that'll That'll sell some copies.
0: Yep. All right. One more news item before we head into the uh, conspiracy craziness. I don't really know what to say about this. Oklahoma has Ugh. carried out a execution after I think it was like six years that they haven't done any uh, lethal injections because the last two that they did were botched. hmm And one of the reporters who was at this, the, the execution who was there, you know, because they have to have – I think they have six seats – for journalists Mm -hmm. and um so one of the reporters who's there as a witness uh described what he saw and lethal injection occurred the guy started convulsing throwing up and eventually eventually died so apparently i don't know how i don't know how long this took it said the previous one took 43 minutes for the guy to die I don't think this one took that long, but still was described rather horrifically. And uh, as a follow-up story in the Washington Post, the state said that the execution happened without complication. Of course they did. (sighs) So the state's like, ah, well, no, went fine. Well, uh, Not
1: not, not surprising, though. (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: I guess. So a lot of people were saying that now this is the third consecutive botched execution, but... They're still, uh, yeah. Like I said, the state's just going to eh, treat it like it was. E- everything went fine. Nothing to see here. Man, I don't know. Where where do people stand on the whole execution thing? Like, I know that my personal opinion has changed over the last several years. Is anybody <sighs> oh, still to, yeah, arguing no. that execution should happen?
1: I, th- I think Ian's all for it. He's always been. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I I am not. I said once you find out. That certain people have been executed who are actually innocent, no, you can't do this until we find a foolproof method.
2: <laughs> right. That's always the difficult part. Is they make I mean, they've made a number of mistakes. There are people on death row currently that there is evidence that they did not create you know, um do the crimes that they're accused of. And yet they're still gonna be put to death because of legalities.
1: But having said that, if it's a situation where like we absolutely know that the person fucking Yeah, murdered fifty some odd people. Yeah, okay. In those cases, there's no chance that he's not guilty.
2: The problem is, it's all up to people, and people make mistakes. And there's no, there's very few times when we know for sure. John Wayne Gacy. Okay, fine. We knew that one. (laughs) So,
0: Ian, do you want to make your argument?
3: Nope. I didn't. I didn't think it was an either. Or I didn't think it was an argument situation. I thought it was Mm. who's in favor of this and who isn't.
0: Well, do you? Do you? I think you guys
3: overvalue human life. I don't think any system can be flawless. Mm. Yeah. What 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 percentage of these innocent people? You guys just – the way you just sold that, if I had not known Karen, I would believe that 95% of the people on death row are completely innocent of all charges and they just got a raw deal somehow. <laughs> there's no way that that's true. There's no way. No, so it's not are uh, you percentage. What are you trying
1: to say? That you're like, well – no, nothing is uh foolproof, so some innocent people gotta die yes boy would you would you still hold that tune if you were on death row for a crime you didn't commit no <laughs> oh okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, okay
0: yeah do you have something here
2: just 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 the 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 possibility of putting somebody to death um without knowing for sure is it's just i don't I don't think that we should be taking that act I don't, I don't think the state should be responsible for doing that.
3: I guess my only objection to it is I don't think it does anything. Mm. Like I don't think it's a. It, I don't think it deters anybody from committing crimes. Uh, I don't think it, it obviously doesn't because yeah, <laughs> right. So, but I mean that that just circles me back around to you know you can't. I I, I mean I don't. It, it doesn't add any additional deterrent mm. than any. I mean I don't know. It's 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 tough because I mean again just because uh a law isn't 100% perfect doesn't mean that, you know, it shouldn't exist. Mm. I, th- I feel like we've made that argument on this show many times. Mm. Well, yeah, but, the,
1: but we're talking about a law that ends somebody's life. And I mean, it's, I mean, obvi- go ahead, Garrett.
2: and it, it's also applied um, unequally, you know, by different states have different rules. Um, there's-
3: oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, that's, I, I feel like that, again, that's true for all,
2: mm. all things.
3: Oh, all things in the justice system.
2: Well, there's also a um a disproportionate number of people of color that are put to death compared to the population.
3: I agree. Again, all the entire justice system is weighted mm. in that way. Sure. Poor people are less valuable than rich people. Minorities are less valuable than whites. Yeah. I that's I just think that's that is an unfortunate but well-known fact. Mm. At least I think it's a well-known fact. If people don't realize that, I I I worry for them.
1: <laughs> Where are you getting your information from, CNN? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I I guess I don't. I certainly don't see the value of capital punishment. I also don't, you know, think that it's you know worse than life imprisonment.
0: Mm. I think my my only argument is there are certain people who we know are just vicious people who have been determined that there's no way they're going to be anything but a deficit to society, a violent, and keeping them alive and in a box for decades just to me seems like, I, I, I don't know, it it, it just seems... Like a waste. Now, at the same time, there's the big argument that well, putting somebody to death costs more, which is only true because there are 17 million ways to peel it, and it's, it's right. because of the lawyers. If you know for certain that this person is just a complete piece of shit that has hurt people and killed people and isn't going to get change in any way, then having it just be done right then and there. But again, like you said, as soon as that comes into play then how do you know that you, you know, that you're doing doing the right thing, that you're not, you haven't convicted somebody who's who's innocent? But if that's mm. the case, if you're not sure, then the death penalty shouldn't be on the table, in my opinion.
1: Well, I mean, you can argue that there should be, before you go straight to death, there should be some type of Double check. Rehabil- <laughs> rehabilitation. Mm, right. I'm talking about someone who you we've doomed to like, no, this person is violent and they don't seem to want to be in society. Is tr- Maybe try to figure out some way to fix that. Um, and if that doesn't work, then down the line be like, well, you know, until we come up with the technology to fix that, we have no option, but we tried. He's got to go. I mean, there's that till we, you know, yeah. till we get away. I mean.
2: Well, that the points out to a big problem in- um- justice system to begin with. There is very little um, mental health counseling and actual help for people that we know could use help. I mean, some people don't
1: invest a lot of money in that. So
2: some people are, you know, irredeemable assholes, but
0: there are some people that are redeemable. But basically what we do is we determine that you've done something wrong. So we're going to put you in a box with a whole bunch of other people who also Mm. have done something wrong and expect that in a few years, you'll be better and we'll (laughs) release you into society. Like, it, it, it's just, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Which, it's I, the equivalent
1: of sending a kid
0: to his room. Right. Well, well if his room were full of other bad kids to right. influence him. <laughs> we put all the bad kids in one room.
2: But speaking of that, so all the January 6th insurrectionists, they're all housed together. So right. they can all share their ideas. That seems like a horrible idea. Well, like, I suppose. Well, maybe, uh, there's,
1: maybe there's so many of them that it's really hard to <laughs> spread them out.
0: Yeah,
2: and I think that um, they are looked upon poorly by some other parts of the uh, prison population. So, yeah, they're they're housed together.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to move over to some of the conspiracy craziness that has come up this week. So, uh, one guy who uh, has been very outspoken in Q, QAnon, a promoter, uh, an influencer, according to some people, although I, I hate that term, David Trent. Um, he is a name that I think has actually been mentioned before because of all of his QAnon, uh, I mean, on our podcast, because of all of his QAnon bullshit that he's been spouting. So as it turns out, David Trent isn't his actual name. Hmm. And, uh, some research was done. Now again, QAnon, this is the core belief that Democrats are pedophiles working as part of a global satanic sex trafficking ring. Yeah, it turns out David Trent is a convicted pedophile. Uh, yeah, he, he pled guilty <laughs> to uh coercing an 8-year-old boy into performing sexual acts and uh his name is David Todoshini. He goes by David Trent to uh well, I'm assuming Hide the
3: fact that he's David Todoshini. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh also because Trent is, you know, it sounds more American. I I would right. as- have to assume.
2: Mm. So, yeah, uh what's the term? Projection? Yeah, projection much. Right. <laughs>
3: Well, that and if you are a convicted pedophile, for God's sakes, lay low. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just thinking the same thing. Why do this to yourself? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he thought by changing his name, it'd be, you know, he's smarter than all the other people. <laughs> and it worked for years.
1: Great. And with, with all the passes that Trump gets, he's probably like, they'll overlook this, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so apparently he also made the claim that he's trying – that the deep state – He's trying to take him down because he's speaking the truth about, uh, you know, his QAnon stuff.
3: No, it's not. It's because you raped an eight-year-old, you fucking monster. (laughs) I would like to put the death penalty back on the table. Thank you very much, (laughs)
2: co-hosts. All right, fine. (laughs)
0: Irredeemable asshole. (laughs) He says that he's an enemy of the deep state and that he did what General Flynn did. And then he continued by saying that General Flynn pled guilty to a crime that he didn't commit. So he didn't actually say that he pled guilty to a crime he didn't commit, but he kind of inferred that that was the case. Yeah. But why would you plead guilty to performing sexual acts with an eight-year-old if you weren't guilty of it? I don't... nope, sorry. I can't think of a uh, any reason that, that you would do that.
1: Yeah, I don't think it would be beneficial in any way. I can't think of a scenario where that would be something you'd have to do.
2: Right, right. I, I mean, the, the the only thing that makes any sense is the evidence was so strong, but they didn't want to put the kid through the trauma of it, so they they pled him down to something that was acceptable to him if he pled guilty. That's it. Right. He also has a book that you can buy on eBay. Oh. It's called The Land of Childhood Fears.
1: That's <laughs> why well, he really wants to point some arrows at himself.
2: Yeah. Right. Holy crap.
0: The land <laughs> of childhood fears is about my backyard. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: Well, I mean it makes you wonder though. I mean, if, if all of it is projection, then what do you do with the, the you know, the adrenochrome
0: and all the other crazy shit?
2: Does that is people doing that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly I would know. hope that it, that's not <laughs> the case, but
2: <laughs> Yeah, but how much of it is projection and how much of it is just, you know, the next step of things that they want to do? Yeesh. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm sure he'll be speaking at Penn State any day now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Another crazy. Who's actually less crazy. However, it's he's surrounded by crazies. Uh, Neil Cavuto, who is uh, on Fox News. He is a I don't know what his title is. He's a host. He's a news anchor. I don't. I think a news anchor maybe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's, he's not a. He's not a um, opinion. He's, he's actually a news anchor.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, at least that's where he works. Um. Yeah. So he. I don't know last week week before urged viewers to get vaccinated mm-hmm. against covid nineteen and has since received hate mail death threats. yeah, <laughs> it's got to be a bad job. you work at Fox News and try to encourage people to you know get vaccinated so they live yeah,
2: and they try they threaten to kill you i, I it, it it's an amazing reaction too I mean, so somebody is saying that um I think as a newscaster, I think that you should get vaccinated, and here's some information as to why. You should get vaccinated. Fuck you! I'm going to come and kill your babies. I mean, wow! Shoo. Fox News. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such an overreaction, and it's an, such an overreaction because they know he's right, and they don't want to admit it. Do they know he's right? <laughs> Some, not all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're willing to do a death threat on a newscaster who says get a vaccine because he's on Fox News, yeah. Are you all there?
2: No. I mean, they they look at him as a traitor because he's not towing the, the, the line they want to hear.
0: But Tucker Carlson still is while we're on Fox News. Mm. So apparently he just put out like a three-part, I don't know, quote-unquote documentary, <laughs> pseudo-documentary, I guess, claiming that the January 6th insurrection was a false flag.
1: Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is not
2: playing on Fox News, just so we're clear. It is on their internet channel thing. Oh, okay. But it's on. It's a Fox. It's a <laughs> yeah. Fox Web Station. Right? It is. It is a Fox
0: Internet Station. Yes. Even Geraldo I'm Rivera a... went n- n- no. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to find it, but didn't Geraldo Rivera come out and say <laughs> that that's? Didn't he call it bullshit? Like, didn't he, in reference to uh, the the documentary? Didn't he just say, "Yeah, that's all bullshit"? <laughs> bu-
3: that seems likely. Yes, that sounds like something Geraldo would say, but I did not hear that exact quote.
0: So apparently Fox News is just providing him the means to get the uh, the documentary out there. And they're not necessarily behind it, but they're still, it's on their site. Yeah. He's he's your employee. I'm pretty sure they could stop him from doing it if, if they wanted to. So, yeah. Uh, False he bring, flag.
2: He, he brings him lots of money, so he gets away with shit. Uh, yeah, the quote from Geraldo is, False flags! Exclamation point, question mark. Bullshit.
0: So. Yeah, okay, I thought there was something like that.
1: Yep. Geraldo does have a tendency to fight with these people. He's not a good person, but he does yeah. sometimes call them on their bullshit. Listen, if it were an issue, Tucker would be gone. He's got to be the biggest moneymaker right now. Yeah. Right.
0: And while we're going down the QAnon crazy train, uh, I had to mention this. Uh, Jared posted this on Discord, and within probably a couple hours, I saw it on my news feed. Um, and then I saw it again on my news, but Like it just kept getting worse. Jim Caviezel, who if you're not familiar with, you can really enjoy him in The Count of Monte Cristo, and then really not enjoy him in Passion of the Christ, uh, amongst other things. Uh, he was at a QAnon rally in Vegas, I believe?
1: I, I think it was, yeah. It didn't yeah. look like it was jam-packed or anything, but...
0: And there's, uh, there's clips of the speech that he gave, uh, riddled with religious... Fanaticism, Q propaganda, and he quotes uh, Braveheart, the speech (laughs) that uh, Mel Gibson gives in Braveheart before you know to get the army riled up. You know they may take your life, but they will never take your our freedom. Uh, He gives that speech in relation to Qanon and the the true patriots in quotes. And the I don't know the part that I found the weirdest because I know Jim Caviezel's. Kind of, he's been out there for a while, mm. um, and apparently getting worse. But the part I thought was very odd is while he's giving the speech off to the side of the stage, there's a guy sitting there in like in disguise. Like he's clearly in disguise. He's he's not sh- really showing his face. He's got a hat on. Looks like he's got like a fake beard or something, <laughs> and he's there under the pseudonym of Juan Osaven. Hmm. Hmm. And Q, the Q followers, many of them have stated and truly believe that Juan O'Sevin is a pseudonym for JFK Jr. (laughs) (laughs) The JFK Jr. is sitting on the side of the stage while Jim Caviezel is there giving his speech.
1: Well, these rich Hollywood types all like to hang out together.
0: Only one problem. J.K. Jr. James James
1: dead. J.K. Jr. Jr.'s been dead for a long time? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Some kind of plane crash? Bullshit. Sounds like a false flag. Deep state <laughs> operation. Black <laughs> Ops, do your own research.
0: <laughs> and
1: Birds aren't real.
0: <laughs> and if we continue down that path any further, uh, we will get to what occurred earlier tonight.
1: Wait, before you move on, can we talk oh, about sure. Jim Caviezel a little bit more? Oh, okay. yeah, Sure. Because uh, I don't know if you watched the full video that I linked, but they show another video of him at another QAnon thing. Yeah. Where he starts uh, going on about a- Adrenochrome. Oh, yeah, And, ex- yeah. and explaining that. mm mm-hmm. Jim Caviezel, th- this ties into something else as well. I remember when Jim Caviezel was in The Passion of the Christ, and remember that movie was, it was the, uh, it was the, uh, it, was for, it held the record of having the most money for an R-rated film. For the sure. for a good period of time, because all the Christians went out to go watch it and shit like that, and you know Mel Gibson was lauded as this religious icon, and so was Jim Caviezel, and he kind of rode that Jesus wave for a little bit. Sure. And then when that died down, he did a couple other things. But I was telling you earlier, since 2016, he's uh, he was on a show, and that show ended. He's been doing. Uh, he was in Paul, Apostle of Christ. He was in something called Running for Grace. He was a narrator for a film called Onyx. Kings of the Grail. He was in a movie called Infidel, and he <laughs> just completed a movie, Sound of Freedom. Do all these names sound
2: sort of thematic?
1: Yeah, to you. Yes. But the bomb that's coming out in 2022, the sequel you've all been waiting for. Oh, no. The Passion of the Christ Resurrection. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and being directed by Mel Gibson. Of course. No way. Dead serious. <laughs> That's awesome. Why is that awesome?
3: Because they're crazy. (laughs) Crazy people. Have have you learned nothing since 9-11? Crazy people want representation as well. So In Hollywood, (laughs) in politics.
1: So, and like I said to you earlier, I'm trying to figure out if Jim Caviezel is actually a believer or is he just like, I got nothing, I have to feed my family, I got to make money somehow. You know, kind of like how Kevin Sorbo fell into that fucking niche. I, I don't, don't know about movie. Kevin
0: Sorbo, but I think Caviezel is a absolute true believer.
1: Really? Okay. And you might be right. I don't know. I d- I've never seen him in any interviews. And once he did the, the Jesus movie and started pretending he was Jesus, I was like, nah, fuck this guy, you know. Uh, and then, I w- you know, I was listening to Howard Stern the other day, and they were talking about Mel Gibson, because Mel Gibson is starring in a prequel to the John Wick movies. Oh. About, um... The Continental, the hotel, or the. Oh, right. You and, want me back. And oh, really? Because <laughs> let me remind you about something. And, yeah. and this, it was the same thing that Howard said. He's like, he's like, how is this motherfucker getting a pass and being allowed to do things? He's like, does nobody remember what Mel Gibson did? And so they just started playing some of the tapes of him yelling at his wife. There was the whole thing about him blaming the Jews for all mm-hmm. the wars and all this stuff like that. And in this conversation that he's having with his wife he's screaming at the top of the lungs about how she dresses like a slut and he's like I hope you go outside and get raped by a pack of n-words for the sake of everybody on the show I said n-words and he pauses and he's like this is the guy you're letting go in the John Wick fucking prequel knock yourself out and I was like yeah why is Mel Gibson getting a fucking pass
0: Uh, on all this shit the real
3: question is is Ian McShane going to be in this (laughs) sequel (laughs) I don't know
0: Okay. Well, it's going to be a prequel. He would have to be a lot younger. So I would. I would. Uh, maybe he. Would Mel Gibson not.
1: is playing that role. I'll tell you right now. Oh, it's a TV miniseries. Oh. Ooh. Okay. It's not he- Wow. Mel Gibson's got a lot of shit in post production and completed here. <laughs> right. Well,
2: all right. So let's 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 consider the possibility that he has had some treatment. And uh, maybe, I mean, he's had a history of uh, alcohol abuse and other things. So maybe he's sober now and he's gotten some help and he's, you know, redeemed himself, uh, you know, recovered in recovery. That's a possibility. We should give him a small benefit of the doubt. Very small. Because, man, he was way off the deep end.
0: Yeah. I mean I, mean, I mean, I used to be a really big fan of Mel Gibson until, you know, he started doing all the directing shit and, yeah, it just took took a severe right turn.
2: Right, I mean, he—he—he, he, he, um, looking at his Wikipedia page, he has a history of alcoholism, family alcoholism. He's, um, diagnosed as a manic depressive. So,
1: okay, okay. Then if if he's made, uh, if he's repented,
2: mm-hmm. I guess then he gets a pass. He hasn't really been. I see. I don't know. Maybe he's apologized to people for the things that he said, but I haven't heard anything out loud <laughs> to the
0: public. So,
2: it, it, I don't know. Not well, that we I deserve mean, he
0: made apologies. He made but... apologies back, you know, not too long afterwards, but it mm. was it was just, you know, boilerplate, mm. you know, I'm sorry. It, it wasn't a like I, he didn't apologize to all Jewish people or, you know, it mm. was a it, it was more of a, you know, I'm sorry I did that and, you know, I'm sorry well, people were I, offended kind of thing. I'm
1: really sh- shocked considering what he had said in the past. But Louis C.K. can't do anything, and all he did was jerk off on the phone.
3: <laughs> well, to my understanding, Louis C.K. his his incident wasn't as far back as Mel Gibson's. I don't,
1: one, I don't think that matters anymore, right?
3: Oh, see, I thought I thought Mel had time on his side. Oh, I don't Two, know. I, meant- I was under the impression that Louis C.K. used his position as a successful, influential comic to convince uh, less. Successful influential comics to sit quietly and watch him jerk off.
2: Mm. He used his position of power.
3: Well, that was why I
1: understand. He used his position of power in the fact that he was above this person to say, "Can I jerk off in front of you?" He didn't threaten them to fire them or anything like that. No, but
2: he was in a position where he could whisper into the ear of a club owner, and that person would never appear there again. But he,
1: but 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 he never he never intimated that's what he would do. The only reason people say that he u- abused his position of power was because. He was in a position of power and asked for something, but he never threatened anything. Regardless, mm. somehow I feel like what Mel Gibson did was worse than what Louis C.K. did.
3: That sounds so give Louis like Louis-like three or four more years. We'll see okay, where he goes. Okay, I,
1: I mean, if he can come back after the amount of time that Mel did, then I guess I'll be okay with all this.
2: Yeah, he was. Right. He, Mel Gibson was blacklisted for about a decade, so it was about ten years.
1: Okay. Well, fuck him in his new Jesus movie, <laughs> and fuck Jim Caviezel.
2: Uh, agreed. Because,
1: uh, now, I mean, here's the thing. You're Mel Gibson. You've made amends, right? Mm. You've done all this stuff. You, you're like, okay, well, I, I, you know, I, I'm going to make a sequel to the biggest movie I ever made.
3: Mm. Braveheart.
1: No, it wasn't Braveheart. It was the, the other one. Passion. 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 Gets right. Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel says all this shit. What do you do now? You move forward? For sure. You do, even though Jim, you, you've you've tried to straighten your image out. Oh, you're gonna go? Uh, with- I
3: don't. I don't think that there'll be like. <laughs> so, so
1: wait. So you're thinking he might be going? Oh, this is gonna make the movie make more money because Jim's right. on the fucking deep
3: end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that that's for sure, and I don't think he's worried about any blowback at this point. Mm. So, like, how long do you think it took? You know, Paul Rubens to to bounce back, sort of, from doing nothing. He
1: got about maybe ten years too.
3: All right, so yeah, that that seems but, to be the rule the, of thumb. But
1: they make, like, the thing with, like, Paul Rubens like, he made some small steps, right? Yeah. They caught him. Yeah. And again, it's not like he committed a fucking crime, <laughs> as far as I know, right? Uh, well, but I he did f- get busted. He he did get arrested, right? Yeah. Yes. For public disclosure. Okay. yeah. He pops up in, like, a movie for, like, two seconds, right? I think it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He <laughs> yeah, shows shows <it> up, <laughs> Yeah, and people are like, hey, eh, it wasn't so bad. I didn't feel so creeped out about it.
3: All yeah. right, bring him. Showed up in Batman Returns for a couple minutes. I
0: don't
3: About know if that. Minutes, I don't maybe know maybe if like, that
1: was that pre or post
3: jerking off. Post. Oh, yeah. When he was when yeah. he was Penguin's father.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're like, hey, fuck it, we're just giving him another Pee-wee movie. <laughs> a year
3: later, <laughs> right? No, that took like twenty years. Yeah.
2: And even then, it wasn't really a kid show anymore. <laughs> I don't was it? I don't think it was. He yeah, didn't do Pee-wee's
1: <laughs> The one no. on the one on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it was more adult, I think. Okay, right.
2: And that was the that was his big sin was he did, you know he was children entertainment and oh shocking.
1: Oh. <laughs> I listen, I still hold that he wanted to get
0: caught. <laughs>
1: he was Wee this this Peewee shit was driving him nuts. <laughs> I,
0: I still would hold that the Peewee Herman show was barely children oriented.
3: <laughs> I don't know that show. Pee Wee's Playhouse was pretty great. The Peewee Herman show was not sure. for kids. Sure. Mm-hmm. that was a uh. HBO comedy special, and it was well, vulgar, but it definitely was not as kid friendly as his kids show. I
0: don't know. I would, I would probably make the argument that even his kids show was probably equally watched by kids and stoned teenagers, young adults.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I feel like the same thing could be said about SpongeBob and several other sure bizarre kids shows. Mm. And I think Pee Wee's Big Adventure is a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> I agree. I heartily agree. And not for children.
2: What are we talking about? (laughs) We were talking about Kabizel. Jim Kabizel.
3: Jim Kabizel. That was a harsh derail. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Nice. So, uh, we we were talking about JFK Jr., though. Yes. Right. And what happened earlier tonight was there was a gathering of, I don't know if it was specifically QAnon, I think so, uh, supporters at the site... Where John f. Kennedy was shot, where they believed that j f k jr would reappear with j f k senior and Jackie, and that they would i don't what was it he they would they would put President Trump back in power as the king of kings yes. and then it just went downhill from there. It was a whole <laughs> biblical kind of coming second coming kind of thing. Yeah,
2: JFK Sr. will travel travel around for seven days, then will pass. And but before he dies, he will transfer power to Donald Trump and JFK Jr. will be Trump's vice president. Blink blink.
3: JFK Jr. comes back from the dead with both of his parents to just be vice president. Yes right.
2: to Donald Trump.
3: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like you had me. At zombie politicians, and you lost me with he's willing to play second fiddle to Trump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, will, it will coincide with a reversion to the Julian calendar, which means the date will change immediately back to October 20th. That was another component of it. <laughs> so oh, it's, it, okay. it was in I Dealey Plaza. That. Yeah.
3: Well, That's it, awesome. Again, I th- don't know how you, you. It'd be hard not to show up for something like that if I had, had all the details. <laughs> Well, I'd be like, all right, maybe. So
2: if you go to the website that we'll, po- uh, that we'll post, there is a uh, live webcam at Dealey Plaza. Um, there's a, up on the seventh floor of the Book Repository building, there is a uh, museum now. And they have a camera sure. pointed out into Dealey Plaza. So if you scroll down to their Hall of Fame, you can see all the people that gathered today in Dealey Plaza. And there's, I mean, there's a couple hundred people there. And until it started raining, then they all left.
3: <laughs> all right. <sighs> That's the level of conviction I expected.
1: Yep,
2: Except for one lone guy who hung out for a little while longer.
1: (laughs) I think that's the same guy who uh, dresses up in his Revolutionary War outfit in Milford and by the light (laughs) and waves his Don't Tread on Me flag for hours on end for no reason.
2: Very possible. It looked to be a Trump flag, but he could have more than one, so.
0: (laughs) I'm still astounded by the fact that, I mean, I know we live in a world where Christianity is widely accepted. And the, the idea of resurrection and so forth is is I guess commonplace. Mm. But seriously, JFK Jr., JFK Sr. and Jackie would all appear for a week and then they would put power into Trump to resume the presidency. Like this is this is a level of off rail from reality that I just I have a lot yes. of trouble with. There I mean,
1: was I'm going a- to I'm gonna refer you to a joke that Dave Chappelle did <laughs> okay. on one of his specials, where he was talking about Hollywood and how, you know how all the numbers in Hollywood always start with 555? Right. Yes. Right? And he goes, do you know why they did that? Because dumbasses would call the numbers on the fucking screen and ask to talk to Indiana Jones. Right? <laughs> He's like, that's why they had to do it. Because people are fucking idiots.
2: Absolutely. Well, I mean, so uh, back when I was I worked in telecom, um, I managed to um, get eight six seven five three zero nine, and for the longest time, it was like the 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 telephone in in the machine room, and it would ring constantly, and you'd pick it up, and it's Jenny there. It's like, haha, very funny. Click.
1: well, that's that's <laughs> the joke. Like, I get that. Sure. Right. Living in that area, that was a given. You were going to do that once in your life, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I also recently just watched a, uh, a little retrospective on Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and the guy uh, William Atherton, who played Peck, the the um, EPA inspector who makes the Ghostbusters shut down the fucking grid right. and all the ghosts get yeah, that guy right. Mm-hmm. The uh, does this man have no? This man has no dick. That guy. That guy. Right. <laughs> he says he was so mad at um the filmmakers for this movie because people would call him. And give him death threats because he fucked with the Ghostbusters, <laughs> right? <laughs> this, and and you're not surprised that people are sitting there watching this camera? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We yeah. are dumb. The majority of us are fucking stupid. We're calling up, we're, we're trying to find uh, Spongebob on the phone. Yeah. And, and giving death threats to an actor because he messed with the
0: Ghostbusters. All right, this is you the got to live it. <laughs> you got a solid point there. <laughs> I keep overestimating humanity, I think. Yeah. yeah there, there's nothing surprises me anymore.
2: There was a, a I think it was a Vice news reporter who's down in uh Dallas today and he was interviewing people and finding out where they were from. And you would think, all right, so it's it's people from Dallas. It's you know, a few uh, a couple hundred crazies. No, no. A couple people from Dallas. Big people flew from like pennsylvania virginia and texas people flew in from around the country because they think that jfk jr
0: is going to show up there they really believe
2: it that's astonishing
0: well if you really believe it then you know you can definitely <laughs> buy an airplane ticket and get duct taped on your trip to dallas like that's true it's worth it if you believe it like i understand that this is the believing it part that I, uh, it, yeah. You can't
1: believe. I just yeah,
0: <laughs> have a severe problem with, yeah.
1: Like, the why is the question I'll always ask. Like, when Ian asked the question last weekend, of all the people to be your saviors, why a game show host and failed real estate guy? Right. Like, I, I get that you're going to find one eventually, a, a savior, but why
2: that one? I mean, so that brings it up to why the Kennedys? I mean, they're Democrats through and through for decades. Yeah, that I've
1: wondered. About, I've wondered about that. I mean... Oh wait. Oh, I know. I know the reason why because uh the the eternal flame in Kennedy's grave is in the shape of a Q. Oh
2: my god. That's an, that's,
1: a, that's an easy one if you look at it from an aerial view.
2: <laughs> really? Oh, you didn't know that? I did not know that.
1: <laughs> it doesn't even really look like a Q,
0: right? <laughs> but if you draw kind of. <laughs> if you draw a Q over it, then it looks like a Q.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. We're doomed. We really are.
0: All you know, right, I'm going to get, get you a picture. I think oh, that's all of the straight out craziness that I have. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, that kind of looks like a queue. I get yeah, that.
1: Yeah, now, now that I'm seeing it, yeah, it does. Yeah,
0: it looks like a queue. Well,
1: there's, <laughs> there's better pictures like this one.
2: I mean, it really looks like a queue. So, you know, wow. Just saying, hashtag QAnon. on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. If they had only just put a walkway on the other side, too, then nobody would have an issue with this. Right. right.
0: Wow. All right. couple of things in the coronavirus before we uh, run out of time here. I did see that uh, the Air Force is going to be the very first branch to have problems with uh, vaccinating their all their personnel. Um, it says that uh, up to 12,000 Air Force personnel have rejected the orders to get fully vaccinated against coronavirus. Uh, it is a mandate from the Pentagon. I I don't understand if you're in the Air Force, you've gone through UCMJ, uh, the Uniform Code of Military Justice training. You know that, I mean, just as an example, if you get sunburned, if you take a vacation and go to the beach and get sunburned to the point where it hurts for you to wear your uniform, you can be prosecuted under the military laws uh, for damaging military property. (laughs) <laughs> really yes that's awesome so the idea that i'm going to reject getting vaccinated it's not gonna fly mm. i'll just it's, it's just not like and apparently th- there have been thousands of personnel who have filed for religious exemptions however the religious the the relig- religious leaders in the military are like yeah that's there aren't that many people who follow those religions who would be able to say that their religion allows them to do that. So most nope. of them are going to be turned down. Wow. So I, I don't see how it's going to go well for, for these people. I mean, they can be prosecuted for not following orders from the Pentagon. I mean, this is literally a Pentagon mandate and you're in the military. This isn't right. an option. Right. That That's court martial as a potential. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of work it, for the JAG, I think. Yeah.
2: I mean, at best case scenario, if you ref- keep refusing, it's going to be a dishonorable
0: discharge. That's your best case scenario. I mean, it this depends. Do they, wanna, do they want to process them quickly? They could just mm. give them all general discharges and just tell them to go home. That's true. And the Air Force, I'm, I'm not certain. I haven't checked the numbers. I th- if I, if I, my memory serves, the Air Force had the highest vaccinated percentage at one point. I don't know if that's still true. So the other branches are probably going to have similar kind of issues.
2: Yeah, I think uh, in this article somewhere it said 96%. So yeah, if you lose 4%. That's a chunk.
0: But honestly, it's the stupidest 4%. So, uh. Right. <laughs> kind of like what we said with the whole cops and medical personnel. You don't right. want to get vaccinated and you're going to quit because of it? Okay. Yeah. That's like in, what is it, New York City?
2: Uh, 10,000 cops are going to be off the job or it'll be 34. Yeah. All right.
3: <laughs> There's been a lot of projected walkouts compared to actual number of holdouts, and yeah, it seems like most of the things are swinging that way. Yeah. these mandates are going to take all the cops off the street,
0: are they? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem like. Uh, another bit of information about COVID nineteen um, and the breakthrough cases: some federal data was released uh, that shows vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Um the, the the actual numbers of people who tested positive and uh who people who died after being vaccinated. And it's quite clear the number of people who died who were unvaccinated 12 times as high as those who were vaccinated. Cases were six times more likely in unvaccinated people. Like like we said before, the vaccine isn't perfect. It's not a hundred percent. It's not a shield. The virus is still going to get in your system. But the vaccine helps your system deal with it. That's that's how this works. Yep. Gives you a fighting shot. If you're immune compromised or have, you
2: know, comorbidities, definitely the way to go. Get the vaccine.
0: I want to hit a few religious nonsense things. Uh, first off, there's a guy in Florida who I just, I love this guy. So he's trying to put up a display which shows Dr. Fauci as sound Santa Claus. Kinda. It's more like Dr. Fauci in a red suit it's kind of santa looking he wants to put this display up at a uh, capitol building the florida's capitol building uh, south south and central florida and he's doing it because so he has established his own church and he's doing this as a way of promoting his church and a way of promoting what the church is for he established the Mount Jab Holy Church of the Vaccinated. Uh, okay, <laughs> is Indiana <Florida>. Jones there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I gotta get kind of behind the guy because he's trying to promote people getting vaccinated. Sure, uh, but he's not, he... co- he's not helping the
1: cause. He's not helping the cause. I don't feel like he is.
0: Uh, so he's trying to you know help help the whole thing, and he wants to to put up these displays at the Capitol buildings in order to get you know people, more people vaccinated. I don't think this is anybody who's not vaccinated at this point isn't going to be encouraged to get the vaccinated because Doctor Fauci is in an elf suit. Like no. <laughs>
1: On Mount Jab.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do like his quote, though. So it's our religious exemption to the religious exemption of people who think they can walk around and not get vaccinated and not wear a mask and try to blow their radioactive snot and
0: stupidity on us. Okay. <laughs> you went a little far. I don't know how it's radioactive, but... <laughs> I don't know
3: either. I like that I like that Florida tries to fight
0: crazy with crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm more crazy. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, so I thought that was an interesting lead-in because again, it was Mount jab, holy church of the vaccinated. So, Karen, you had a oh. list of euphemisms that you had put in here, and I think they were from the uh, Herman Cain subreddit. Yes. And, it, yeah. and again, the, the, a lot of things occurring in the Herman Cain subreddit is is talking about the people who are who have died from from COVID nineteen. And it's saying how they've moved on, right? right? And there's a lot of that sort of thing. Is that right? Right.
2: I mean, a lot of it is, and this is just, you know,
0: just something I noticed
2: when I was reading through these things. A lot of them is, you know, he's uh, he's walking with Jesus now, or he's, you know, he's gained his <laughs> angel wings. But some of them were really odd, though. There was one that was dancing in the streets of gold. I'm like, I don't understand that. That's biblical reference, I take it?
0: Uh It definitely is. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember what it uh, – I think it's in Revelation, but my, I might be wrong on that. But when when heaven is described, one of the things that's described is that there are streets of gold. Streets of gold
2: in heaven. Okay. Yeah. So they're like mm-hmm. the money up there. Okay. Another one was healed on the other side of glory. I'm like, I don't understand well, that one.
0: So but- I, I, I looked it up real quick. I was right. Uh, Revelation 21. Um, They describe heaven, 12 gates, 12 pearls, each of the gates made with single pearl, the streets of the city of pure gold, transparent as glass. Uh, Oh, that's confusing, but okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do they need roads in heaven?
2: (laughs) Well, how is it transparent if it's gold, but in any case, yeah. (laughs) It's both. (laughs) It's like transparent aluminum. It's
0: transparent gold.
2: It's magic. All right. (laughs) But yeah, healed on the other side of glory. That was a good one. And uh, resting high on that mountain was another one so that I he saw in know, there the um, other
0: side of glory, I mean I think the other side of glory is just um you know you're in heaven, you're on like the at one point, I think it's Paul who talks about death being a glorious moment because you will be reunited with your creator uh, um, okay. so the other side of glory is is a christian way of of you know past passed past on, hurt.
2: yeah, okay, and resting yeah. high on that mountain was the other one I went huh.
0: So the the mountain thing is not biblical, although no. it certainly stems from that. Um, so I don't know exactly where it came from originally, but I know that it's listed, it's mentioned in uh, the Sumerian texts. Talk yep. about there being paradise is a mountain, and the farther up the mountain you go, the the like the better you are in life, the farther up the mountain you can go. Hmm. So, so he's resting high on that mountain as he was a good man. Okay. Exactly. And then Dante in the Divine Comedy expanded on it and made it a seven-layered mountain. Mm. And depending on a, how good you were in life, you got higher and higher. And, you know, like the, 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 the highest peak is, is where God is. Okay.
1: I, so sexually harassing women get you way up that mountain, <laughs> huh?
0: <laughs> Somehow I don't yeah. think so. I, I,
1: no? I, well, how did Kermit King get up so high? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, he was rich.
2: I, all right. Well, <laughs> the streets of gold. Mm. Hit, hit yeah. a leg up. <laughs> I, I just find it interesting because they don't use words like, you know, um, uh, dead. He's passed away. It, they they put these glorious sounding phrases in, in place of it. To, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's easier for them. I just find it interesting. That's all.
3: So I'm going to segue that with just a brief complaint, if I could have a yeah, second. Sure. I'm going to use a term that I don't love, which is mainstream media. But if I – speaking of euphemisms, Mm. if I see one more article in the mainstream media explaining to me what Let's Go branded means, (laughs) I'm going to fucking scream. (laughs) (laughs) Like do they think they're clever because they figured something out or are they genuinely offended by this? I can't tell you Mm. the number of times. Like I didn't need a euphemism. I said, fuck Donald Trump. A hundred times a day for four years. Right. Yeah. I didn't have to say anything like, how's it going, Tony, as <laughs> code for go fuck Donald Trump. That guy is the worst. Yeah. And if they hate Joe Biden, good, that's fine. Whatever, right. yeah. Like, it's totally fine. It's the most reasonable thing that I've heard from that side in a long time.
2: They, But they, they can't...
3: The idea that you need a news article in the Huffington Post, CNN, NPR, anywhere else... That they can they can publish these articles about let's go Brandon. I'm like, oh my god.
0: So Stop. now I feel thing. like we need to explain it a little bit. But.
1: Yeah, you do because some people probably don't know.
2: Mm. I
3: mean, they
0: they must I, not use the
2: mainstream Oop. media. It's
3: funny. Apparently, <laughs> let's go Brandon is uh, the rights code for fuck Joe Biden, yes. right? Because so it's said in a similar cadence. Well, I don't no, know. Gonna, no,
1: no, no. You don't know about the the origin of this
0: the NASCAR story. Oh, I don't
3: care. <laughs> I could not care at all, but I, I, I'm ready to, to hear it.
0: Yes, it, it originates in NASCAR, so mm. it's that level of brilliance. Apparently, some some racer named Brandon—I don't have the details on what his name is—but some kid, young kid, won a race, and there was a chant started, and the, they were interviewing this kid, Brandon, and the chant that had started was "Fuck Joe Biden," and at some mm. point, the uh, the the guy's on air the the reporter Mm -hmm. so he was like uh it kind of sounds like they're saying let's go brandon and because he can't say (laughs) fuck joe biden on the air sure and so that's that's all that's it that's where it came from there's your origin yep (laughs) nice so now you've got different people. You've got uh, what was it? Cruz holding up mm. a "Let's Go" or "Let's Go" Brandon sign at a baseball game. Apparently, you like they're all being sneaky and they're all giggling and getting away with it. Except everybody on the left is like, "Okay, yeah, you, whatever." You, you can say that. That's it's so childish.
1: It, I mean, it, it's- yeah, I know. It's so it's so adult. Yeah. Ted Cruz.
3: Yeah. Right. That is a fair follow up. Like, are you also 12? Right. <laughs> Senator.
2: <laughs> Senator, you are allowed to say bad words <laughs> if you yeah. would like to say bad words.
1: <laughs> also, fuck you, you fucking <laughs> cuck bitch. <laughs> Donald Trump smacked you down, made fun of your wife, said your father was the Zodiac. Oh, no. You're the Zodiac <laughs> killer. Your father killed JFK, right. the leader of QAnon, or his yeah. father. <laughs> Uh, and then you went phone banked for him you are a bitch of epic proportions <laughs> yep
3: <laughs> sorry it's so disappointing just in general like that part doesn't bother me but you know the existence of Ted Cruz does and I <laughs> the you know if, like so, a few weeks or months ago when we were exploring the the origin of all this the post 9/11 and the hyper patriotism mm-hmm. and the republican party saying oh well you know let's let a few of these tea party crazies have a seat at the table and it'll help bolster our numbers and it'll be fine. And now they're like, ah, crap, they're at the whole table and we have to sit somewhere else. (laughs) Like, that's what you dummies get. That's what you dummies get. You get run out of your own party by a bunch of crazies who get progressively crazier because this nation is filled with 30% deplorables (laughs) who just want someone to think about them.
1: Mm. It's like they didn't learn their lesson at all with Trump.
3: (laughs) Yeah, the Republican Party's done now. The only thing that keeps the Republican Party afloat is that the Democratic Party is the worst. (laughs) Oh
1: my god, are we? Oh my
2: god! Get your shit together, people. God damn it. Can we have bungled this anymore? I don't know how.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy.
3: I I would also say that you guys are right. That is the the maximum bungling.
0: Mm. I mean, I'm sure it could have gone worse. (laughs) I'm just not sure how. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: it's just going to keep Again, I think what we should be on pace for is for a total dissolution of uh, moderate politics. Mm. Mm. Like eventually, you know, in in a, in a similar but not similar way, you know, they said, OK, you know, we can have some Ilian Omars and and Ocasio-Cortez's, at, you know, at the table. And, uh, you know, they're just it's just going to expand from there. So they're going to keep getting further and further left and more and more progressive. And, you know, pretty soon it'll be nothing but, but Marjorie Taylor Greens, you know, on one side and, you know, super left. I, and I don't hate the super left policy, so it don't make me nearly as, as irritated. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we are witnessing in our lifetime the death of moderate politics.
2: Yeah, that,
1: yeah. it's become a game. And, and and you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no substance to
2: anything. Well, at least I would say at least the Democrats are attempting to put together forth a bill that will help the American people. The Republicans have got nothing except ta- right. tax cuts for the rich.
3: But I mean, it's a fake bill that just that was you know I think it was designed to fail from the beginning.
1: Well, no, it 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 wasn't. It, it was the only way to push it through was to put all that stuff in there
2: because mm. that's the, the reconciliation. Same time. right,
1: right, but. It's been gutted now. Yeah, like, sure. There's nothing in it now. Now it's a bullshit bill,
3: <laughs> right? Now it. I was gonna. I'm, at this point, it might as well fail because it doesn't do anything.
1: It can't. But that's the thing because nobody can look at it with a with a fucking clear eye and be like, "Well, there was. Who cares if it fails now? It's a fucking bullshit one." No, because of the way the narrative goes. If the bill doesn't, I mean, they're like, "This bill's got to pass before Biden leaves the country." Oops. Why? What fucking difference does it make? Yeah. Right. Well, if it doesn't pass, Biden failed. If Terry McAuliffe loses in Virginia, Biden failed. It's just, it's so stupid. The guy – I mean, next year, is anybody going to be talking about Virginia and what no. happened tonight? No. Which, no. By the way, I watched Terry McAuliffe dance at a rally. I know why he lost. It's because of the fucking dancing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did he, in fact, lose?
1: Um, it looks like he probably is. Mm.
3: Okay. That's fine. But you're right. In – Six months time. Will anybody remember Glenn Junkin's name? No. Nope. I don't even know who that is now. (laughs) The guy who's going to beat Terry (laughs)
1: McAuliffe? Oh, I thought his name was Junkin. Didn't I say Glenn Junkin? I thought you said Junkin. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Makes it easy to remember. No, it's not a
1: joke. I really thought you said Junkin.
3: (laughs) Oh,
0: no. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. You got me looking at the election results now. And it does does look like, I mean, Junkin's still ahead by like six points. Um, so, uh, again, everybody's saying it's too close to call still, and then I was also monitoring Pennsylvania election because we've got some judges that were way ahead who were not very um, much ahead. really? Yeah. Fuck. So, sorry to break that news to you, Jared, but, uh, yeah. All right, so, a couple, uh, Christian r- religious nonsense things. First one's Christian. Uh, missionaries. I grew up yeah. in the church. We were always supporting missionaries. We would have missionaries come to our church and give us a slideshow on the places they visit and the churches that they built. And it, I never quite understood missionaries. And and now that you know, I'm not part of the church. I I really dislike them, especially yeah. You should <laughs> as far as far as their outreach to indigenous people living in the Amazon. So you have groups of people who are pretty much untouched. By civilized world, uh, the, in Brazil they have laws preventing people from going in and contacting the these indigenous dwellers. Like it's a it's a safe region where there's like sixty three hundred people who have not had contact with the outside world, do not want contact with the outside world. This is where the Christian missionaries are headed. Yeah. They're violating the laws. They're using the, the money that's been donated to churches all across America in order to pay smugglers to get them into these areas so that they can convert people and build churches. And it's the whole outreach program to try and make sure that everybody has heard the name Jesus Christ. By their own rules in, the, in their book, somebody that has not heard about Jesus Christ
2: does not go to hell. But as soon as they hear about it, as if they don't follow him— then they're damned to
0: to hell. Is that correct? It, it depends on what dogma you follow. That's definitely the Catholic view. Okay, so they're purposely going in and
2: telling people, yes. and damning them to hell. Well, if they don't, they're trying to convert follow. them.
0: They're trying to they're trying to get them to believe and save their souls, which didn't need saving because they'd never heard of Jesus Christ. <laughs> ah, but you're missing a part because oh. very clearly the Bible states. That Jesus will not come back. The second coming will not happen until ah. every man, woman, and child has heard the name Jesus Christ. Ah, They are actually trying to bring about Armageddon. That's, that's their goal. They're trying to make sure that that part of the Bible comes true. <laughs> but the groups have banded together. Uh, they have a lawyer representing them. They're trying to do everything that they can to extend the rules around, uh, COVID-19. Because when COVID-19 mm-hmm. came out, the country really put a lockdown on it. Because these, these people don't have vaccines. They don't have any way of fighting off the virus. So they really put a lockdown on people going in and out of the country. And uh, yeah, so now these indigenous peoples have a lawyer and are trying to keep those rules in place to keep the Christians out. Wow. I think they should um, be authorized to kill missionaries. <laughs> it's their land. Yeah. Should be their land, their law. Yeah. Wow. However, in America, uh, something else that Christians are trying to take over in a different way. The churches are trying to do everything they can to get people fired up to join school boards.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: one church uh one pastor said we will take over our community uh one piece at a time by asserting our influence in the schools this is a willful effort being put forward by churches to try and get as many school board seats as they can limit books that are being taught in school and get christian influence um and then i have a a follow up story from right wing watch which is in texas rick scarborough is is doing the same thing he's a takeover of school boards all across texas this is this is his plan
2: well he's we,
1: going on here too i mean i was just telling you guys earlier yep
0: it,
2: it is definitely a, a, there's a you know a, a, it's a page out of the book currently think local and you know get lo, in, involved in local politics
0: so i just want to throw out there if you have the ability to run against some of these people and keep them out, mm-hmm. you, you you look into it. See what you can do. Because they're seeing what they can do. The One
1: thing about those people, they are coordinated.
0: Mm. Motivated. <laughs> As demonstrated by uh, the Project Blitz.
1: Yeah, because they don't like to have fun. <laughs> if they would just have some fun, they could chill the fuck out and not think about this shit every day. <laughs> would be nice. There's so much fun to be had in this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take advantage of some of it. Right, Ian?
3: Right.
0: Last story. I completely forgot about this one. Uh, There was an outbreak in four different locations of deadly infections. These were strains of bacteria, strains of bacteria that normally do not occur in, uh, in the U.S., but they were they, they did a bunch of research. CDC tried to find out what was causing these bacterial infections that is generally, again, not seen in the United States unless you have recently come back from overseas. And and, oh, they were uh,
2: scattered across the U.S. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. So they tracked them down, and they were all related to an aromatherapy well. being sold at Walmart. <laughs> nice. Really? Yep. Uh, there's some sort of Better Homes and Gardens aromatherapy that uh, was made at a place where this bacteria exists, and it contains the bacteria. So, yeah, that that's how it got into the country. Thanks, pseudoscience and <laughs> alternative medicine. And t- but a lot of people must have gotten this, huh? Oh, it killed two people, including a child. But I mean, like, do they? How many
1: people did they uh, count with that had it? Well, it, was, it
0: was only like four people. Oh, okay. But, okay. but it Walmart, two of them Walmart is recalling <laughs> 3,900 bottles of this stuff.
2: So, if you own a bottle of Better Homes and Gardens, a, what is it, aromatherapy gemstone spray, as rocks in the <clears throat> in the bottle, lavender chamomile, take it back and stop giving these people money. I mean, yeah, that too. Better Homes and Gardens, you should know better.
1: I mean, maybe they just had it cause, you know to make your house
0: smell nice. Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it's for. Yeah.
1: They make pretty good
0: candles. (laughs) All right. That's all I've got. You guys have anything else?
1: I'm spent. (laughs) Okay. All
0: right. Well, in that case, uh, I want to start out by thanking our patrons who support the podcast, especially uh, Grinch and Hessian Gerson who uh, joined us tonight. We really do appreciate it. If you enjoy the podcast, you can also support it by signing up on our Patreon page or share the podcast on social media or leave us a review. Uh, If you want to contact us, you can do so on Facebook.com slash argument, or you can tweet at profane arg. Also, I'd like to encourage people to check out the uh, other podcasts on the Soon-To-Be-Named Network, a podcasting network of which we are a part. Uh, everything can be found at Soon-To-Be-NamedNetwork.com. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen.
3: I'm Jared. This is Ian.
0: Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.